Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. It is the Dopey Millennial Show. I'm Caleb Johnson here with you for the next hour because uh, there's a lot of sports coverage today. Of course, you were just listening uh, to the full-time report uh, following Atlanta United's uh, preseason win number three, I believe this was, uh, for Atlanta United today. And then coming up in just a little bit, just under an hour, essentially from this point, uh, the Atlanta Hawks are at home hosting the Houston Rockets. And it's going to be an interesting time as the <laughs> we'll, we'll get into some uh, issues that are going on with the Hawks and the Rockets tonight uh, as those rosters are pretty, pretty thin. It's it's going to be interesting. Uh, I am expecting everyone who starts probably going to be playing somewhere around 40 minutes, I would expect, uh, just for the simple fact of from the last time that I checked, I believe that the Hawks are going to have eight players available tonight. Nine if DeJounte Murray plays. Uh, and then for the flip side... I believe the Houston Rockets have nine available players tonight, uh, and they're missing starters. So, uh, well, not that the Hawks aren't too, but just uh, um, they're they're missing some pieces that, yeah, it makes you kind of raise your eyebrows. Uh, and it's going to be an interesting one. Uh, maybe not the most exciting Saturday night game, but they want you guys to tune in tonight to the game. Uh, like I said, with pregame coverage beginning at seven o'clock. I think John Fricky's on the call. For that tonight, and then Steve Holman uh, is going to carry you through the game. Now, uh, with you know responsibilities that I have here at the station, uh, I try to I try to do this very delicate thing here at ninety two nine the game, where uh, I, I report on the Atlanta Hawks. I'm there for for games, for press conferences, for Zoom calls, all of the likes. Uh, and then, of course, I come on and I talk to you guys, and I want to express my opinion and get all of these sorts of things out. I also occasionally get to do pre-half and post on the Atlanta Hawks radio network. So I have a very delicate line to skirt where I do want to give my opinion. I also would like to stay employed in different areas, uh, but I started this on Chris Thomas's show on Thursday and I'm going to continue a similar sentiment uh, tonight, which is the trade deadline was 3 p.m. 
on Thursday. You know what was funny? I had a four-hour show on Sunday, and I had gotten the dates mixed up in my head, and I went for four hours, Dom, saying that the trade deadline was on Friday. And I think I carried that in my head just because of like the specific it – was, it was February 9th that was in my head, not February 8th. Right. And so I went till like, Wednesday – and then someone was like, you know, at 3 p.m. on Wednesday, they were like, 24 hours to the trade deadline. And I was like, no, it's not. Wait. Yeah, you oh, are, huh? yeah, yeah, it is. Whoops. All right. My bad. Sorry. Uh, but Thursday at 3 p.m., I can tell you that I had started to convince myself probably a week and a half ago, and it really settled in uh, the day of the trade deadline on Thursday, that I was like, oh, the Hawks really, really might not do anything because it is getting a little, little, little awkward where obviously the conversation around DeJounte Murray was happening. Um, there was, you know, the idea of, well, this team is 10th in the East, so it's time to sell. I had told those who had brought me on their respective media outlets, whether it's here or otherwise, that I was like, look, I, I, it's not that I don't think this team has talent. It's just that the results have shown you that this thing is not necessarily working. You can look at some injuries and that sort of thing, but everyone has injuries. It's how you handle it. This team was not deep going into the season. They showed that even more. Uh, and if you're going to play for a better tomorrow, as in next season, then it looked like you needed to make some moves happen at the trade deadline. Now, the Hawks, 3 p.m. comes, and honestly, I was actually kind of waiting. I was like, maybe 3.30, we're going to find out they made a deal right at the deadline. They got the paperwork turned in. Nope, that was not the case. Everyone stay still. We found out, like, I think two hours or an hour before the deadline that Jonte Murray wasn't going to move, according to Adrian Warzanowski, uh, and, and, and all of those sorts of things. Then we met with Landry Fields. He was actually he was on the steakhouse uh, on Friday. And then he met with the media. And so I want to go through some audio of what Landry had to say uh, either on the steakhouse or with us media to try to break down how we got to a point where the Hawks did not make any moves at the deadline when they're a team who underperforming and looking at the future uh, has contracts that are going to push them into the luxury tax that they not they may not want to be associated with in the future. So, let's start with very clearly Landry Fields on the steakhouse laying out why the Hawks decided not to make any moves at the deadline. You know, we're always weighing our short-term goals and our long-term goals. And for us, we were very diligent in our process. Uh, we know what types of players we want in our building. Uh, we understand what players we want to grow with for the future. And ultimately, when it came down to it, there was nothing that made sense for us to move at this particular time. You know, we don't want to make panic moves at all. Um, uh, and for us, that was something that was key going into it. So we needed to be diligent and we needed to also remember our values and things that we want to continuously grow into the future with. All right. So that is a very clean cut way of saying we were not willing to take a loss on any deals we wanted to make. This was something that I had brought up once again to the Chris Thomas. He's brought me on his show a few times uh, over the last few weeks. 
where all the reports we were hearing is the Hawks did not want to take on any bad contracts. They didn't want to take on any players that did not fit their current system. They did not want to give up too little for the players that they have. Uh, Obviously, we know when the John Collins deal happened that they pretty much let him walk without getting much in return because they wanted to get his contract off the books. Apparently, they were not willing to do that this time around for the contracts that they do have. Um, the other piece of audio that I um, didn't pl- I, I didn't pull for us in this show, but does kind of apply, uh, and it was honestly because it's it's almost so ludicrous that I don't want to acknowledge it, and the fact that Landry did acknowledge it frustrates me. <laughs> As you know, like things have kind of gone well for a little over a week. It started off with the game winner Sadiq Bay over blanking. There was a team last Sunday. It's going to bother me. It'll hit me later. Then the Lakers came to town on Tuesday. Um, then they followed it up with, uh, you know, and, and beat the Lakers, obviously. Then they followed it up with a good win over the Suns. Then they followed it up with a good win against the Warriors. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's going on here? Like, we're we're seeing some some basketball that we didn't necessarily expect to see. And I knew because this is what happens pretty much every year uh, that this is a situation where right before the deadline, things start to look good and you start to evaluate players differently. And you're like, oh, we're winning. Well, we can't mess with this now. Can't mess with the nucleus because we've got a really good thing going. Uh, And that is what the is what Landry essentially said that they did is, you know, like players have looked good in the last stretch of games and they were winning and. You know, it it kind of sounds like they were evaluating players a little bit differently. Uh, here's the other thing. Now, I kind of made Landry a little bit upset on Friday uh, because I was asking, you know, Landry was essentially talking a lot about on the steakhouse and in the press conference about we didn't want to mess with our long-term stuff to affect the short-term. And I was thinking I wasn't even considering the short-term. Like the fact that you're 10th in the Eastern Conference should tell you you're not making any moves for the short term because you're not winning a championship. So why why would you make any moves for the short term when your best case scenario right now is a first round a first round playoff exit? Like that's best case scenario. Uh, notice I did not say winning the first round. That's that's not we're not that's not in the cards. I'm sorry. Um, just being a realist here, being honest with you, trying to keep some job security, which I might be very much risking, but you know. Trying to be honest with the people, all right? Um, and I asked the flip question to, to Landry, which is, did you consider giving up the short-term for the long-term play? I should have specifically asked, were you willing to trade players on your current roster for draft picks or young players that would be better for you in the future. However, the words that I used were, were you willing to be worse now to be better in the future? Here's what Landry had to say. That that's, I, I'm not in, I'm not interested at all in anything that's like tanking or like anything of that type of, of definition right now, because that's always a tricky thing. And I understand when teams have to do that, they have to do that. Um, but I still think that there's this component of your how and your process. And again, the competitiveness that you need to operate by daily, regardless of the talent level that you have. So um, 
wasn't a thought for us in under that definition. Now, listen very carefully to how that was kind of worded. We were not interested in tanking. We would never even consider those types of things. And I find it, it's like, you didn't have to, you don't have to tank. You're kind of already tanking. You're 10th in the East. Like, you're not a very good basketball team over the stretch of the season. Have you shown moments? Ha- has individual players shown that they are really talented? 100%. 100%. Uh, however, they've had a problem of fixing their defense for longer than a week. Um, they haven't been able to turn you know, really long winning streaks together. Uh, and so this is just a team that unfortunately needs to be playing for 2025 and the future. Uh, and for whatever reason, they didn't see the deals out there that made it make sense. I know uh, Zach Klein from WSB was one to ask if like, well, you know, there were some reports out there that other general managers in front offices were were swarming like vultures around you guys and were looking to take advantage of you. And that's why you didn't make any deals. Uh, and I think that's, an ex- that's a good excuse to have. And maybe there's a bit of truth to that. But I, I think the main idea is you've got to be willing to lose out in some area on, on a trade and know what you're playing for and what you can lose out on, what you're willing to do, whether it's money, whether it's talent for the current moment uh or whatever it may be however this is the team we're stuck with for the rest of the way and we're not even going to see very many of them tonight because man injuries have been rough we're going to come back right here on the dopey millennial show and talk about it when we get to the rest of the story breaking down uh, all the headlines of the day and of the weekend getting you ready for super bowl tomorrow it's caleb johnson here with you sports radio 92.9 the game and the odyssey app Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back. Let's get back to the show now. It's the Dopey Millennials Show. Get out of your mind! From Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game, and the Odyssey app. It is the Dopey Millennial Show. Caleb Johnson here with you. Just a couple more segments. We'll hand things off to pre-game for the Atlanta Hawks and the Houston Rockets going on tonight. You know, I found it funny. Uh, this week is an obviously an opportunity for Radio Row at the Super Bowl. A lot of people uh, getting to 
air out their dirty laundry or just express themselves, maybe people we don't hear from in a different setting a lot of the times. One of those people that we heard from uh, in a few different settings was Matt Ryan. And I loved the conversation that Matt Ryan had with Cam Newton this week. Matt said the thing that I'm sure a lot of us have thought about and that we knew he probably felt, but it's kind of nice, I I think, to hear him say it out loud. Matt Ryan took the mic with Cam Newton, and when Cam came right out there, guns a-blazing, said, do you think Falcons fans don't appreciate you for what you did for this organization and the time that you were there? And Matt was essentially like, yeah, I think so. I, I, You know, he was trying to be bashful about it, trying not to make Falcons fans look bad necessarily, but I think he was kind of like, I, I heard it. I heard the noise. I heard what was going on. I heard what was said about me when I was there and after I've been gone. And we all know it too. Like, as Falcons fans, I, I mean, it's it's hard to separate. Like, that. there at the end where it was like, okay, there was reason to criticize him. But to not appreciate him for the overall, uh, you know, what he brought to this franchise um, is, is true. That I think a lot of Falcons fans took him for granted. And it was kind of cool to hear him feel comfortable enough to say it out loud. But with that and everything else that has gone on this week, want to get into the rest of the story. Now, 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 the rest of the story. All right, the rest of the story here on the Dopey Millennial Show where we get into headlines and let you know the rest of the story from what's going on today, what's going on this weekend, all of that sort of thing. Last night's where we're going to start with the Atlanta Hawks who were in Philadelphia, and I feel like a lot of people just saw Hawks and Sixers and were like, oh, well, yeah, the Sixers are going to win that one. Nope. No Joel Embiid, no Tyrese Maxey. It was a thin roster for the Sixers last night. Not like it wasn't necessarily thin for the Hawks as well, as there was no DeJounte Murray, no Clint Capella. Uh, However, Trey Young took over big time in that game, scored 37 points, 12 assists. The Hawks get the win, 127-121. So the Hawks are up to, what, 23 wins, I believe, at this point. They come into tonight. 23 and 29 on the season. Uh, it was it was a first game for Buddy Heald and Campaign uh, because the Philadelphia 76ers did make moves at the trade deadline. They did trade some players. They even gave up a guy who they really valued, but they saw potential in you know what they could get in return in a second round pick and Jaden Springer. Like that was a young, promising player. Uh, who they got a second-round pick for. And it was interesting to hear uh, Daryl Morey, the Sixers GM, come out and say, we think that second-round pick is going to be more valuable for us in the future than the player is right now because we think his development is a little bit further away and we're a win-now kind of team, which is interesting that you say that when Joel Embiid is not really going to play, uh, which is just the, the... I mean, it's what's happening with the guy's knee. Uh, And the fact that we've gotten these reports of like, well, you know, they might try to get them out there at the end of the season and for the playoffs. I'm thinking, sure, okay, you can say that. Um, But from everything that like medical doctors 
are you know have have seen for themselves and the language used it's like the dude's got a torn tendon that's just not going to happen so uh good for the hawks to get a win 127 121 last night of course they are at state farm arena tonight pregame coverage is about to start in about 30 minutes from now uh it's a rough one for the hawks tonight uh as both sides have a ton of players out i'm gonna go down the line uh dejounte murray right now questionable deandre hunter out uh he's dealing with the whole like knee management thing there's not really an injury there they're just being careful with deandre uh the next guys wesley matthews patty mills bruno fernando all out due to illness so yikes something going on in the locker room i'm gonna need them to bust out the lysol and uh spray it down real good because i certainly don't want to be sick uh, and I know none of my coworkers, you know, want that as well uh, down at State Farm Arena. So, no, Dom, I don't I don't think I'm going in the locker room tonight uh, after the game. I'm just going to no, be honest gonna with you. you going to skip that one? Yeah. You know, <laughs> and I'm wondering, like, should we break out the face shields for coach Bring and for whoever goes to the podium tonight? You know, mask up? I don't know. I don't I'm just uh, I'm not trying to catch whatever illness is going on. It's got Wesley Matthews, Patty Mills, and Bruno Fernando out. Uh, of course, Clint Capella is still out. Uh, with uh, his injury as well as Mo Gay. So currently the Hawks have nine available players if DeJounte Murray plays, if not eight available players. And that's including Kobe Bufkin, A.J. Griffin, guys who, you know, aren't really seeing the floor right now. Also means that right now Jalen Johnson is the backup center. There's only one center on this team that's available tonight. A very rough situation. Now for the Rockets, Fred Van Vliet is out. Uh, Sinjin is out. Uh, the big man, Tari Eason, Cam Whitmore, Stephen Adams, of course, he was traded. Uh, questionable for the Rockets is Jabari Smith and Jay Sean Tate. Um, so if all of those guys are out, very limited setup for the Rockets tonight as well as whew, some exciting basketball, guys. Um, it is truly Beginning of February, um, as you know, just kind of hits some of those those rough patches. Uh, but hopefully the Hawks can pull out the win and and get one that they very much need as they want to try to get better in that Eastern Conference uh, where they're stuck kind of in that 10th seed for the moment. Uh, also, rest of the story, news going on. Atlanta United beats Tampa Bay Rowdies today 2-0 uh, in their final public uh, preseason match. Uh, of course, the, the guys from full-time report were letting you know earlier that there is one more match next week against uh, Sporting KC. It's going to be a closed-door match, and then the season is going to start not too long after that. It's good to see uh, Nick Firmino and Jamal Tire get a goal in this one. Interesting. The, the whole conversation that's going to get carried through preseason into uh, opening day is what's going to happen in goal. Is it going to be Brad Guzan, who did not play in today's preseason match? Or is it the younger guy, Josh Cohen, that the uh, Five Stripes went out and got? It feels like, for respect purposes, they are keeping Brad as a part of this. I don't know. Maybe they do see the skill level good enough that, that he could still start. Uh, but it feels like this is going the direction of Josh Cohen in goal. So it's just one of those, you know another staple for Atlanta United that we're seeing kind of move on at this point. All right, continuing in the rest of the story, um, some strange stuff happening in college football that affects both college football and the NFL because there's been a, a coaching carousel 
happening as of late. So what we saw this week, Chip Kelly, head coach at UCLA. It's their first year in the Big Ten. Okay, so making the big transition. Chip Kelly, as of this week, first week in February, is now leaving UCLA as head coach to go to Ohio State. You're like, oh, Caleb, did Ohio State fire Ryan Day? Nope. Ryan Day's still there. But there was an open offensive coordinator position at Ohio State because Bill O'Brien left Ohio State as offensive coordinator and is taking the head coach job at Boston College. And now you might say, Caleb, what happened to the head coach at Boston College? It's the first week in February. Like, we're getting pretty close to, you know, this is, you, you think you kind of have your team set for the most part, how everything's going to look, and you're getting ready, you know, spring ball is, is just right around the corner. Uh, well, the head coach of Boston College, Jeff Hartley, left for the Packers defensive coordinator job when that opened up. Um, also happening, former Washington offensive coordinator that we just saw in the national championship, Ryan Grubb, who had joined Kalen DeBoer after uh, Nick Saban retired this offseason. Kalen DeBoer comes over from Washington, brings his offensive coordinator, Ryan Grubb, now is leaving. Mike McDaniel gets hired as head coach up in Seattle, and he brings in his new staff and gets Ryan Grubb to leave Alabama and go be offensive coordinator for uh, for uh, the Seahawks. So a lot of, of coaching carousel switching around happening this week. Uh, a lot of guys changing jobs, and I, I just feel like uh, it creates more uncertainty uh, for a, a lot of different teams and how things are going to work out. I just wonder what it must be, you know, not to like go too philosophical or, or too deep or anything like that, but like what it's like for a college athlete in college football now where you're constantly going, do I want to be here? Is this the best thing for me? The team is constantly going, do we want you here? Is this best for the team? You get close to a coach. That coach dips out for a better opportunity, which you can't necessarily blame him. Uh, but then that could change your outlook on how you view the university, uh, especially depending on who gets brought in and all of these sorts of things. Like there is a ton of change happening in college football constantly. Uh, and I just wonder, you know, how, how it affects teams. I feel like loser here got to be UCLA. Absolutely. I mean, you went this, you've got to hire a head coach now. Now you got to hire a head coach. Yeah, that's just got to be an absolutely miserable position uh, to be in. And it's, ju it's just going to keep going further down because UCLA is going to go pick somebody who then their job's going to, you know, um, you see how it all kind of kind of falls out. Uh, but it's just uh Feels like a bit of a strange time, honestly, uh, in the world of college sports is obviously, you know, we, we talk about how much change has happened because of this and that and that sort of thing. Uh, but just seeing the number of coaches moving this week and how many college coaches are willing to take a, a lesser role to be in the NFL now uh, just because maybe some of the chaos not what they necessarily signed up for and are interested in being a part of. Or a guy like Chip Kelly who goes, you know what? 
I got a better opportunity being an offensive coordinator for Ohio State than I do being a head coach for a team in the same conference. It's wild. Uh, of course, the uh, Super Bowl out in Las Vegas. What what's, What number are we on now, honestly? I forget. Dom, do you know? Oh, man. Uh, I put you on the spot. That's I should have known myself. 50. It's 50-something. 3, 54? Sure. I'll take your word for it. Does it matter? Uh, the graphics, like the, the logo for the Super Bowl has gotten better in the last couple of years. Like we finally, we brought color back to the uh, Super Bowl graphic. I was right. It's 53. It's 53? Okay. Right. All right. It's an odd number, but it's fine. We'll get to 50. You know, we're a couple years away from 55. Big moment uh, there. But uh, yeah, Super Bowl 53 between the Kansas City Chiefs and uh, the San Francisco 49ers coming up tomorrow. Pre-game coverage right here on 99 of the game starts at 2 with kickoff at 6.30. We'll come back. One final segment here on the Dopey Millennial Show. We do all the time here on my show. News you can lose, tell you some funny things, interesting things, all wrapped around the Super Bowl uh, taking place tomorrow. But the question I'm going to ask you, how much are you willing to pay for a drink? Just you want to quench your thirst? How much are you willing to pay for that? I'll tell you what some people are paying for in Vegas. Coming up next, the Stoping Millennial Show, Sports Radio 929 The Game, and the Odyssey app. to more of the Dopey Millennial Show. How do real-life millennials respond? Those fire. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. It is the Dopey Millennial Show. I'm Caleb Johnson here with you. Give me a follow on social media at ATLJohnson18. The station at 929 The Game. One final segment here on the Dopey Millennial Shows. We're going to get you guys ready for Hawks and Rockets tonight. It is the, uh, I was about to say the rest of the story. It is news you can lose. Take a look at non-sports-related news with news you can lose on the Dopey Millennial Show. Dom, that's what happens when uh, I'm used to doing this over the span of like two, yeah. four hours, something <laughs> right. like that, not back-to-back. Uh, -back. Uh, so I name these things, and then I sometimes forget. But news you can lose, one final segment where uh, we w want to uh, get ready for, you know, what's happening this weekend, obviously, yep. with the Super Bowl uh, and give you some fun stories and, and different things that are happening uh, this weekend. So I asked you before the break, and I will ask you, Producer Dom, you're, you're at a, a festival, you're at a game, you're at a, any event, a concert, whatever might right. be the case, and you're thirsty, not like I, I want – you know, I, I want an alcoholic drink. Like you're right, just, you're, like I just need some water. You, yeah. yeah, you need some water. You mm -hmm. need some Gatorade. You are thirsty, and you want to buy a drink. What is your cap? What's your number of I'm unwilling to go beyond this number for a particular drink? Like just a regular bottle of water. Uh huh. I, I'm probably not paying. Like max, just a regular bottle sure. of water, ten dollars. Really? 
ten dollars. Okay. Like if I'm like super dehydrated, okay, you'll get ten dollars out of me. You for will. Like a you bottle will get ten dollars. Yeah, you'll get ten dollars out of me. That's that's interesting. I I feel like I'm I'm half of that. Okay. But okay. in fairness, if I'm really thirsty. You you That's might what get I said. Me. like you know? in that yeah. instance where like I'm like okay I'm dehydrated I need something you'll get ten dollars out of anything over ten dollars though then no I'll I'll suffer. All right, so you're at an event like what is happening this week in Vegas where uh, the NFL they because they do this with a Pro Bowl they do this with um, uh, up in Indy when they have the combine they do this little fan experience thing where you can walk around you can run the forty you can. Uh, play different games. You know, it's all, all a fun thing, getting you out there, getting you involved with the NFL, uh, an opportunity for them to sell merch, right. all kinds of stuff. Well, uh, there is a couple who has gone viral on social media in Vegas because they purchased one Pepsi and one Gatorade from a, a stand at the, the little NFL station out there in Las Vegas. For one Pepsi and one Gatorade, $23. Ooh, okay. $23 for a Pepsi and a Gatorade. Now, would you like the breakdown of what they paid for? $23 between just the Pepsi and the Gatorade. Mm-hmm. I would assume I I would assume the Gatorade is the more expensive one. It was. Coming in at $9. Okay. Okay. And then you've got a nice Seven dollars for the Pepsi. Now, yeah, you, you can do some math there. That yeah. that does not equal up to twenty three dollars. Uh huh. You go. All right. Where's the remaining seven dollars going? Right. Well, four of that is going to a forced gratuity. A forced gratuity and an added in pre added in gratuity for yes for the guy who hands you said Pepsi and said Gatorade. There's also a $3 surcharge added on because why not? Why not, you know? <laughs> so that's how you end up with a Pepsi and a Gatorade costing $23 out in Las Vegas. Couldn't be me. I'm sorry. It couldn't couldn't be me. You say that and, until you're in the 117-degree yeah. Las Vegas heat. Well, and, and I've heard it's been raining out there this week, so... That adds like I don't I don't know that they have humidity out there. I think that's an us thing. I've always heard. I, I've never been to Vegas. I, obviously, putting that out there. Uh, so I've heard it's more of a dry heat than it is like a humid heat. Yeah. But yeah. still, heat and rain. When it gets when it gets that hot too, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> it's just you know, kind of miserable. But people are still finding the ways to have fun. But it was funny because in the in the woman's video, she was like twenty three dollars. She was like. Pfft. Glad I'm with somebody rich. And I was like, ah, <laughs> fair enough. If yeah. you're probably if you're out there for hey, the Super Bowl right if you now, got it. Yeah. Uh, if you have a ticket to the game, uh, you you're doing you, you're doing pretty you, well you for yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You you're doing well for yourself. Well said, Dom. All right. The uh, the other thing I wanted to get to in news you can lose is there was a flag football celebrity flag football game that was played yesterday between Team Metro Boomin and Team 21 Savage. Now, if you were a fan of hip-hop, if you were a fan of pop culture, if you were a fan of uh, streaming, all of these things, this was like the ultimate mix of celebrities and athletes. Because let me run through the list of who was out there. 
Uh, Michael Vick, Bijan Robinson, Kai Sanat, rapper JID, Keith Lee. A little bit random, but love that we're including people who are famous on TikTok. Uh, Offset, 21 Savage, uh, Drewski was out there, Duke Dennis was out there, Mark Phillips, and uh, music video producer Cole Bennett. So it was a pretty star-studded lineup. The thing that I loved was that apparently uh, it was Mark Lee, or excuse me, Keith Lee, mixing them. Uh, Keith Lee intercepted Mike Vick in this celebrity uh, uh, flag football game. You know if you ever picked off Mike Vick in any form, you're living with it. Like the rest of your life, you're going – let me tell you about the time that I intercepted Michael Vick in a celebrity flag football game. Like, I'm just imagining. And the the flip side of that is uh, J.I.D., who's obviously here from Atlanta. Uh, I'm a huge fan of, of his music and uh, got to meet him at a Hawks game uh, a couple months ago. Uh, the whole bit, it was a, a lot of fun and got to talk to him for just a minute. Super cool guy. But he caught two touchdown passes from Vick. And I'm thinking, man, to be a kid that grew up in Atlanta, we know the drama, and we can just for the moment ignore it. But like what he meant to the city when he was here, uh, and the excitement that he brought to be a kid like that, and then to later in life, you know, catch it's I get it. It's a celebrity flag football game. Uh, it's un- insignificant, uh, but you you get to say just like Keith Lee will get to say I picked off Mike Vick. Uh, JID will get to say that I caught two touchdown passes from Vic. Uh, and really cool, obviously, to see former Falcon and Vic and then current Falcon and Bijan Robinson uh, as, you know, he was getting to spend some time out there. Uh, a lot of exciting stuff, obviously, with it being in Vegas uh, that people were able to uh, have a lot of fun with. I saw Adele was performing. I think she's still doing her residency out there. And there was a bunch of athletes. Um <laughs> It's so funny to watch like big football players just like brought to tears or deep emotion from uh, a singer like Adele, but it looks like they were having a lot of fun out there. All right. The last thing that I want to get to in news you can lose before we get you ready for pregame coverage for Hawks and uh, and Rockets tonight is the game itself. The Super Bowl Chiefs and Niners. Dom, have you decided one way or another which way you're leaning in this game? Yep, yep. I've I've uh, I've made my decision, crunched all my numbers <laughs> and all that other yep. stuff. I'm my my final prediction is Chiefs 23, 49ers 20. Okay. You said 20, so 23, 23, 20? 20 Chiefs. Yep. 23, 20 Chiefs. I like that. Um, I'm terrible at putting scores on these things, but I I am uh, leaning. Chiefs, just because I do think they're the better team. I think there's a lot of ways that you can kind of break down. Um, you know, you start comparing different position groups to one another, and you, you can definitely see a lot of areas where the 49ers have uh, better specific players and specific areas. However, as a whole, when you go, ah, Chiefs, really good defense. Ah, Chiefs have potentially one of the uh, – or well, it's not potentially. It, he is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. It's yes. just a debate yes. of if he's going to end up becoming the guy in Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and for, for me, it's a look at last week. And when I went, oh, 
So that Chiefs defense messed with, oh, the guy who was just named last night MVP of the league, Lamar Jackson, and had him holding the ball trying to make right reads because of the type of coverages that they were throwing out there. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Chiefs in this one. It's a little weird, though, Dom, because uh, money-wise, a lot of people putting a lot of money on the Chiefs, and that usually makes a lot of people go, oh, I'm going to go the opposite direction because uh, Vegas isn't often wrong. Yeah. But Mm-mm. it's just a scenario where I can't imagine a situation. Like, this isn't this isn't Chiefs-Bucks where yeah. I – was naive mm-hmm. to think that that offensive line could hold up. I know they're missing a piece in uh, in and uh, is it Thunny Thuny? Uh, yeah, Joe Thuny. Thuny. Mm-hmm. There we go. Um, I I get that, but um, I just think that quarterback and that defense. I don't think that Patrick Mahomes has ever had a defense yeah. that impressive. And so uh, I'm very much leaning in the Chiefs' direction. Uh, and you know, I just think they're they're the outside factors, and as well that. I know it's not scripted, but it would go a lot better for the NFL <laughs> if the Chiefs win this. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I won't lie. Which leads me to some prop bets that I have pulled off the internet. All right. Odds for the Gatorade bath. Uh, the best odds for the Gatorade bath is purple at plus 275. Uh, odds of the Super Bowl MVP mentioning Taylor Swift, plus 750. And a no, negative 1,600. Travis Kelsey has plus 1,300 odds for being the Super Bowl MVP. It's going to be an interesting one. All right. That is it. My time here on the Dopey Millennial Show. Going to give a shout-out to producer Dom on the other side of the glass. Going to get you ready for Hawks and Rockets. It's coming up next right here on 92.9 The Game. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.